0: Lizzie gets detention. Take a chill pill, parents. It's just a temp. It is the episode, let's be honest.
1: I don't remember growing up like a bra having that much significance.
0: I want a bra. Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all around icon, Hillary Duff. And joining me now is my friend, Erin Cooper. Hey, Erin. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being on Duff Enough. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. I'm really glad that you're doing this. Yeah. And we're going to chat about Lizzie in just a bit. You, by the way, you're getting some really good Lizzie episodes. Just got to say.
1: I know. Iconic episodes.
0: Yes. First, though, Aaron, let's talk a little bit about our friendship really quick because, like, oh my goodness, you're one of, like, my best friends. Um, But we've known each other. Yeah. We've known each other since high school. And was there, like, ever a moment where you realized, okay, this guy, he likes Hillary Duff?
1: I mean, if, if there was, it was probably in, you know, the first few weeks I knew you. I remember we first met by, like, we sat together at lunch with, like, a group of people. And that's kind of how how we met and I'm sure it was sometime during those few first few weeks of eating lunch together that we at some point probably both like realized we were nostalgic and fans of Lizzie McGuire way back in the day when it was airing. And I think it's just kind of been a part of what I know about you like ever since.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. And just to measure your Lizzie and Hillary fandom here, I have a few questions. So, first question, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie?
1: Hillary Duff movie. I would have to go with um The Perfect Man, where her mom is like going out on dates, right? Or she tries to set her mom up. Yep. I really like that one. But I, I think just like the good old classic would be a Cinderella story.
0: Next question. What is your favorite Hillary Duff song?
1: Like her first three records, like I had, I think one of them was even like a compilation, like Most Wanted. I think that was one of my favorite, like just records, because it had like her best hits. So it's this is a hard one for me to answer. I think though I would have to go with So Yesterday. That one I still blare in the car sometimes.
0: The ultimate getting over someone song.
1: Exactly. I am all for a good breakup and getting over someone song
0: even though you're in a very healthy relationship right now. And I'm so happy for you. Okay.
1: It is true. But hey, we can all relate. We've all been there.
0: What's so funny, though, is like when that song came out, we were like, what, like nine years old. So at the time we couldn't relate, but it was still so good.
1: I acted like I did. That's for sure.
0: Right. (laughs) Okay. Throw on some low rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. Well, Aaron, we are going to jump into these episodes of Lizzie McGuire that we're talking about today, and you have episodes 11 through 15, and like I was saying, some of the most iconic episodes. You're so lucky here. Uh, one in particular, I think, but the first episode, episode 11, Bad Girl McGuire, premiered on May 4th, 2001, and wow, this is a good one.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I... Uh, Angel was, was the bully's name, right? Or I don't I, I don't think she's a bully. I think she's just misunderstood a little bit. Um but her name was Angel, how ironic.
0: Right. Of course, yeah. I think this is an episode that most people remember really well and in it the whole, you know, plot line is that Lizzie gets influenced by this bully, or as you were saying, someone who was misunderstood, but her name is Angel Lieberman, and the episode starts, we're in class, and Lizzie is getting distracted by Angel, who's kind of like tugging on her hair and putting her gum in Lizzie's hair, I mean, gross, uh, and the teacher actually kind of calls them out, like, calm down, let's be quiet, and then they end up taking a pop math quiz, and... Angel influences Lizzie to cheat during the math quiz, or to let her cheat. And Lizzie gets kind of intimidated, so she does let Angel cheat, and then Lizzie gets detention, which is where, where everything goes wrong. And uh, and yeah, so that's that's how the episode kind of starts out. Animated Lizzie, you know, talks about how she's never had detention, she's a good girl. And Erin, I, I do have to ask, I know we were pretty good students back in the day, but did you ever get detention?
1: I think I got detention not many it, it was rare but i remember this distinct time in 7th grade i got it because i was talking in music class if i ever got in trouble it was always just because i was talking when i wasn't supposed to
0: same yeah same well okay but i got detention in high school actually for tardies which uh that's so annoying but basically you have 3 tardies you have to go to detention well i had 2 that were just my fault being late but the third like a friend's car had broken down And, you know, I had to go get them, and then we were both late. And so I feel like, you know, honestly, I shouldn't have had that third one, and I shouldn't have had detention.
1: I think life happens, and even, like, to high school kids and teachers should be understanding of that.
0: Yeah. But Lizzie gets detention for cheating, though. So when you were watching this back, I love how, like, over-the-top certain moments are. And they make detention out to be, like, this nightmare of a a scene— when Lizzie's about to go in, like you see all these hands like creeping down the window yeah. and you hear like a scream coming out of the, the room.
1: Yeah, no, well, Yeah. And then like the scene on the inside is just kind of more not scary. It's just I, I think it was more of like what like her fear of detention was. Right. And so like when you go in, it's not scary it's just like wild and chaos and like I remember they like put like audio of like monkey noises over it that's not that was not my experience in detention I will say
0: me neither mine was pretty calm now when Lizzie goes into detention she actually meets Mr. Escobar for the first time so we get to see him and he's of course a reoccurring character on the show the drama teacher and he's super dramatic and always wears a scarf but he actually leaves the room and so Lizzie's like even more scared now and Angel comes up and talks to her and she's like trying to be you know nice to Angel because she doesn't want to like get beat up or something it turns out that like she actually likes Angel one thing I wrote down here was like Angel told Lizzie that she was supposed to be first in line to get the new Eminem CD that day but now she has detention instead so we got a little early 2000s reference
1: yes and I remember like when I was little like watching Lizzie McGuire I remember like not really realizing who Eminem was. I literally thought she was talking about like M and M like the letter M. No. Of course. Now I know that the Eminem like the like the rapper.
0: Right. Now, did you know Hillary was actually mentioned in an Eminem song one time?
1: No, nah, not that comes to my mind quickly, you you may have to remind me and then I'll remember.
0: Well, it wasn't like a super famous Eminem song, but you can look it up later. Look it up later. It's not like super great. I'll say that. Like, it's not...
1: Well, Eminem is not known for having the, um, the classiest of lyrics, that's for sure.
0: Right, right, right. Well... Same case there. Same case there. Okay. So anyway, Lizzie, um, she tries to be nice to Angel. And then Angel says, like, I misjudged you, Lizzie. And she's like, Lizzie, you can be in my band. And then we get these great, we get these great little um, sayings from Angel. And one of them is L squared, which means live large.
1: Oh, yes. And um, double, d- what was it? Double double E's double E's yeah that's what it was
0: yeah for geeks and dweebs
1: geeks and dweebs and then Lizzie starts coming up with him on her own
0: Yes, and so basically, Lizzie and Angel kind of become friends, which is, you know, a little out of character, because we do know Lizzie is this nice girl, and here she is hanging out with this girl that we're led to believe is, like, basically a criminal, is how they set her up. (laughs) Yeah. So when Lizzie gets home after school, her mom, you know, is interrogating her, why are you late? And Lizzie lies and says she had a school project that ran late, so we already see Lizzie is not the good girl anymore. Um... And meanwhile, Matt actually comes home, and he's late too, and he gets in trouble, and his mom, like, you know that these parents, they love to, like, use reverse psychology and, like, teach their kids lessons in interesting ways. And in this episode, for Matt's storyline, he's actually, you know, telling his mom, like, well, all my other friends can do whatever they want, and they don't have a bedtime, so his mom is like, well, fine. If you get home on time, you don't have a bedtime either. And so we know right then, like, well, maybe as a kid we didn't know, but of course it's like foreshadowing, well, this is not going to go well, and she's teaching him a lesson. We got to talk about three-way calling here, Aaron, because we see... Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda in their iconic three-way call situation. Lizzie is telling Miranda and Gordo that like, oh, detention, it wasn't so bad. And I like Angel. And immediately Miranda and Gordo are very confused. Um, And so the next day at school, Lizzie's hanging with Angel. Is
1: dressed like her, has the hair and makeup like her, right?
0: Yeah. And she actually like forged a note to skip class and leave school. So Lizzie, I mean, man, what a baddie.
1: I know. I know.
0: Um, at this point Lizzie starts to be a little hostile towards Miranda and Gordo which is kind of you know annoying but the next morning we've got to talk about because that is when she has the nose ring on and her parents see it Aaron, you you have your nose pierced right? yes So like, what did you think about this as a kid? Because obviously, they made out like nose rings to be so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I will say like that. I don't think that was the first or last like negative message I got about like, like piercings and facial piercings. But now like looking back, I don't know, it kind of makes me chuckle. Because now in I mean, in the last, I don't know, five years or so, I feel like, Even like nose piercings now, like every, it seems like everybody has like some type of facial piercing and it doesn't matter if they're, it doesn't matter their style. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I definitely think it, it definitely reflects the early 2000s. Like I think nose rings and piercings like that were kind of more taboo and tattoos even. So
1: Well, the experience that she had when her parents saw her nose ring was similar, I think, to the experience that I had when I had my first- Or or when, like, I first told my dad that I had my nose pierced, I told him that I got it pierced. And he was like, now, Aaron, why'd you go off and do something like that? Like, that was, like, his exact words. And I was like, well, I just wanted It wasn't a big deal to me because I was an adult. So, and he couldn't tell me to take it out or anything. But I definitely think in some crowds, there's still probably a negative idea about facial piercings.
0: The thing is, though, Lizzie's nose ring is a fake. It's a temp. She called it. She was like, take a chill pill, parents.
1: It's a temp. It's just a temp. (laughs) Also, chill pill. Take a chill pill, parents.
0: Yeah. She's like, they TFO'd, which means they totally freaked out. Um, So that was funny. Now, meanwhile, Matt actually stayed up all night because his mom didn't give him a bedtime. So he's like super tired in the morning. We find out that he actually sneaks into the kindergarten room and takes a nap and then he keeps staying up and so that's kind of where we are with his storyline I do want to mention though that they recreated the scene from risky business starring Tom Cruise where he runs out in the in the underwear and the button- down white shirt and the sunglasses and he's like singing so
1: yeah and he gets he gets in the fridge and like pours like chocolate syrup in his mouth and whipped cream and all of that wasn't that like a dream it was always like a dream of mine to do that as a kid.
0: Actually, you know, what's funny is like sometimes like even now as an adult, I'll be like eating a snack super late and I'm like, mm, is it too late for this? And then I'm like, no, wait a minute. I'm an adult. I can do this, you know,
1: do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Okay, back at school, Lizzie gets invited by Angel to this high school party. Ooh. And Angel tells her that there won't be any parents there and there will be high school boys. And Lizzie actually, like animated Lizzie, gets a little worried about this, even though, you know, real life Lizzie is trying to like play it off cool. And uh, she even like gets Miranda to cover for her. And she's like, if y'all aren't coming to this party, then I'm going to tell my parents that I'm at your house, Miranda, and all this. And that's when Gordo and Miranda decide to have an intervention, which I love their intervention.
1: (laughs) An intervention. Because, you know, I've worked with like a lot of like kids in like a clinical setting. And so just the fact that like this is an intervention.
0: We should mention, I guess, then that you are a psychologist. So you're bringing a little expertise to the table. When you're watching these episodes, you're like analyzing it, right? Kind
1: of. Yeah. I mean, not as much as I thought I would. But yeah, a little bit. And then certainly looking at like, like what's normal or how certain things that are portrayed in the show, I think are just exaggerations of things that like are so normal.
0: Wrapping up this episode, so Gordo and Miranda make a video, and it is so cheesy, but basically they are trying to show Lizzie what's going to happen if she stays on this path of being a bad girl, and Miranda like puts on a blonde wig and pretends to be Lizzie, and she's got nose piercings, and they tell her she's going to go to jail and all this stuff. And, like, Miranda even, don't they play the mom and dad, too? I mean, it's so bad.
1: Yeah, no, it's so funny. Also, can we just say, like, how impressed I am by Gordo's, like, filmmaking skills at, like, how old are they, 13? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive.
0: Gordo was like a little me, you know? Yes. Yes. When they show Lizzie this video, by the way, I love that they roll in one of those rolling carts with the TV on it because that was such a thing in school.
1: You knew it was going to be a good day when the substitute or when the teacher rolled in the, the video cart.
0: Yeah, I love that meme too. After watching the video, you know, Lizzie's first reaction is like, okay, well, sorry you had to make such a bad movie to help me come to my senses. But then she does kind of, you know, snap out of it and she's like, you know... I'm really a good girl at heart. And so she decides kind of not to be this bad girl anymore. She actually goes and confronts Angel and Angel's like, you know, Lizzie, you're no longer going to be in my band now. And she, by the way, she calls Lizzie Frizz the whole episode and Gordo, Gordo is a uh, gore dork. That's the last we see of Angel Lieberman. We never see her again. Back to Matt's story for a second, in the end, you know, he just cannot deal with being so tired, so he actually asks his mom and dad to give him his bedtime back. So it all turns out good for Matt and Lizzie, and they're back to their normal lives, and you know, they solved all their problems in 23 minutes, basically. The lesson of Bad Girl Maguire, Aaron, what do you think?
1: Be aware of peer pressure, and just also, like, like finding who you are, and reco- like reckoning that with, like, your friends and your family, and... And just finding, like, the real you and, and the people that that fits with. And I think that's probably a common theme throughout the whole show. And, of course, like, Lizzie's true people, all of their true people are, are the three amigos who are just there with each other the, the whole time. So
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The next episode, Aaron, which is, I mean, it is the episode, let's be honest. Between a Rock and a Bra Place, it's episode 12 of season one, and it premiered on May 11th. 2001 so getting a bra like is that like the biggest deal ever because I honestly obviously I have no idea I
1: don't remember wanting one like I don't remember it because throughout the entire show like they make a big deal about having a bra and like what that means right like Kate stopped being their friend when she started wearing a bra right and so I don't remember growing up like a bra having that much significance like my experience was Women in my family noticed that I probably needed to start wearing one. And then it was like a let's go shopping for bras kind of moment. And I was like, okay, cool. And that was it.
0: This is, you know, kind of what I feel like most guys probably my age think about when it comes to like, the process of picking out a bra. So that's kind of interesting that you say it's not that big of a deal. And here in my head, I'm thinking, well, it must be because Lizzie McGuire said so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like everyone's experience is probably different. But no, for me, it wasn't. Which I I think is a good thing. I think it's good that, like, you know, if when families normalize normal things, no need to cause like stress and anxiety for, for nothing, you know.
0: And of course, Lizzie had the exact opposite experience, which we will talk about now. So this episode is the bra episode, and. When it starts out, Lizzie and Miranda are kind of noticing other girls at their school are getting bras and they don't have one. And so there's even a line where they're like, Jenny gets one and becomes Brandy Chastain. And I had to look up who Brandy Chastain was or is. And she was a uh, famous soccer player back in like the 90s and 2000s. So a little reference there.
1: The Alex Morgan of their time.
0: And so Lizzie and Miranda decide that they need to get bras and uh, they make a plan to get Lizzie's mom to take them to the mall. They do not want Lizzie's mom to go with them, though, because, as you know, Lizzie's parents are the most embarrassing. Gotta love them, but still.
1: See, watching them, like, I think they're great parents. I don't think they're all that embarrassing, but I think it's, again, like an exaggeration of how adolescents experience their parents or fear that their their parents are, like, in like the eyes of their friends or their peers you know so
0: i think lizzie had great parents i think they taught them very good lessons and i like them
1: they were very loving very involved i think they are the ones that are like teaching them like the really good lessons and i think they are really good parents
0: for this plan though that Lizzie and Miranda come up with, they're going to tell their mom, or they're gonna tell Lizzie's mom that they need to go shopping for school supplies. And Lizzie is not good at lying, or so that's what she says in this episode, even though she did lie in the last episode when she was being a bad girl. But uh Lizzie gets really nervous when they get back to their home and they're asking the mom for a ride to the mall and whatnot. And Joe starts to question it, and she's like, Um, why do you need a ride to the mall? And they're like school supplies and she's like why do you need school supplies and they're like a project a school project but Joe does agree to take them and drop them off at first meanwhile we learn about Matt's storyline and he is going to actually audition for a Jet Li martial arts movie in this episode which is really funny Um, and Joe actually calls Gordo and invites him over to come and go with them to the mall too because remember she doesn't know that they're going to shop for bras okay here we go here is the moment So, Lizzie and Miranda come back downstairs, and like Matt and the dad, and Gordo and Lizzie's mom, they're all in the kitchen, and Lizzie just cracks. And so, Joe is like questioning them because why does Gordo not know about this school project? Why does Gordo not need school supplies? And Lizzie just, she just blurts it out and she says, I want a bra, okay? A bra, a bra, we want a bra, I want a bra. And then there's like an echo, a bra, a bra, a bra. Okay, but the part where she says, a bra, we want a bra. Okay, I didn't catch that she meant like we as in she and Miranda. So as a kid, I was always like, what's a bra we? What is that?
1: No, same. I remember like hearing that as bra we and I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I've always like I was probably like in high school, middle school or high school before I realized that she says bra period. We want a bra.
0: (laughs) Glad I'm not alone in that. And uh, right before she says that, though, I love how they do this whole dramatic thing where uh, Joe, Lizzie's mom is like, Lizzie, tell me the truth. I mean, so good. And so the immediate reaction, you get, you hear the hallelujah chorus at first, because Lizzie's just gotten this off her chest, and Miranda's like, face palm, and then Matt, he goes, ew, that's disgusting, which is so, like, a 10-year-old boy. Yes. And Gordo's just kind of like, jaw drop, and the dad, he's like, uh, isn't she too young for that? But Lizzie's mom gets so excited, and she's gonna take them bra shopping, which is exactly what they didn't want. And so now Gordo is uninvited, but he doesn't really want to go anyway, of course. He agrees to stick around and help Matt make a video for uh, for his audition. So that's what's going to be going on with the boys in this episode. Well, let's talk about bra shopping now with the girls, Aaron. So they get to the mall and of course, Lizzie and Miranda are embarrassed. This is not what they wanted. And Joe is like Joe is talking to the uh, the saleswoman and she's like we are shopping for their first bras. And she's like, this is so cool. And I mean, honestly, like, it's it's so good.
1: Like, realistically, that's not what those interactions are like. But that's how Lizzie felt it, right? Like, she just felt it to be so mortifying.
0: Right, yeah. So while they're at the bra shop, they actually run into one of Lizzie's teachers. So let's just throw on another layer of embarrassment there. And eventually, like, while they're back in the dressing rooms, Lizzie, you know, she decides to, like, tell her mom to get out. She's like, we don't need your help. And she kind of snaps at Joe. And it's it's like, ouch, it's kind of harsh. And so Lizzie's mom, like, gives them money. And she's like, I'll be in the food court if you need help. And, you know, you feel for her. Yeah. Of course, Lizzie and Miranda then realize they do need help because they start trying to shop and they don't know what's going on. There's like all sorts of different sizes.
1: Yeah, they say something like all these numbers and all these letters and it can be a little confusing to someone who has no idea what any of those mean.
0: Jumping back over to Matt's storyline, his little movie kind of starts off as a disaster. And there's kind of a parallel situation going on with Matt's dad because he's trying to help, but he's not really helping or he's not helping in the way that Matt and Gordo need him to. So he kind of, you know, gets sent sent away as well. And uh, he ends up coming back to help, though, and he brings in a martial arts expert. And I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but uh, that guy is actually... um, So Robert Carradine is who plays Sam McGuire, Lizzie's dad. Um, But he brings in David Carradine, who is his famous brother, because the Carradines are like this famous, like, family.
1: Honestly, I think probably one of my parents told me that as we were like, we're watching it together or something.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And like, David Carradine is like famous for like, Kung Fu stuff and whatnot. So, you know, little guest star appearance there. And uh, David teaches Matt how to do some tricks and Kung Fu stuff. And the video turns out good. Back at the mall, while Lizzie and Miranda are having a hard time, Kate and Claire show up in the bra section, and they're actually with Claire's mom, of course, go figure. And uh, Lizzie and Miranda, they brag about getting to shop by themselves, but again, they've realized that they kind of need Lizzie's mom's help, and Lizzie's like, I think I need my mom. And so they go apologize to, to Joe and... She says, here's the lesson of the episode, I feel like she's like, the adult thing to do sometimes is to ask for help, which, you know, that's true.
1: I think that it's just a struggle of of being an adolescent too, of like wanting your freedom, but then also like being okay with asking for help. It's just, it's definitely something that I think a lot of, a lot of teens kind of, kind of have to figure out along the way.
2: yeah.
0: I love how Joe is like, give me my money back. And she takes her money back and then she takes them to go and, and shop for bras. So she she understood where Lizzie and Miranda were coming from, but she also appreciated that they apologized, so.
1: Yeah, no, $40, that's that's not a lot for a bra.
0: Okay, <laughs> good to know.
1: For a good one.
0: As the episode ends, we, uh, we see that Matt... You know, his movie turned out pretty good, like I told you, and David Carradine leaves and Gordo, you know, he's like, Mr. McGuire, who was that guy? And Sam says, I've known him my whole life and he's like a brother to me. And it's like, oh, that's so tongue in cheeky. Um, but we wouldn't have noticed that as a kid. Yeah. And uh, at the very, very end, to Sam's surprise, he gets a phone call and Matt got the part in the movie, which we never see that like play out as anything. Um, But hey, instead of uh, instead of bloopers in the credits for this episode, I don't know if you noticed that they showed like the little audition video instead.
1: Oh, no, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, I think that's what ended up happening at the end from what I saw. Moving right along here, Aaron. Those two episodes were super memorable and iconic. This next one, I remembered, but I didn't remember as well. It's called "Come Fly with Me." It was uh, it premiered on June first, two thousand one. So the idea of this episode is that Gordo, you know, Gordo, he's he's the odd one for sure of the group. And he's the one who doesn't want to fit in. And so in this episode, he is really into the Rat Pack music and the 60s and the Rat Pack. That's like Frank Sinatra and that group. I love how the episode starts and he's like dressed differently. And Lizzie and Miranda are like, shouldn't you be listening to Britney Spears? And I loved that. Yes. Lizzie ends up picking up a, a Rat Pack CD to give Gordo. And on the bus, Ethan Kraft sees it and he puts it in his boom box, I think it might have been.
1: He had a um, boom box on the bus. I never ever saw anyone with a whole boom box on the bus.
0: Actually? Okay, I never took one on the bus. But actually, before I had like a little CD player, like a little one, I took that around in my parents' car. And had headphones attached to it and would listen to music that way. It was battery powered, or it could be.
1: Yeah, that is so funny.
0: <laughs> so when Ethan decides that he likes this music, Lizzie and Miranda act like they like it now. And they tell him that they're experts on it. And so then, you know, they're like, oh, Gordo, we want to know about this music too. And Gordo's kind of excited for a minute. or He, he figures out that the only reason they, they want to know about it is because Ethan is interested. One thing that I made a note about here is that we learned that Gordo's name is Zephyr. I don't know if you caught that, but Miranda's like, your middle name is Zephyr. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I guess David Zephyr Gordon. Yeah. I also made a note about the hair clips in this episode. I mean, they were really putting them on.
1: Hair accessories, not only hairstyles, but they always had like just the coolest hair accessories.
0: Let's talk about Matt's storyline for a second, because we actually meet Lanny in this episode. It's the first time Lanny has been introduced in the series. And of course, we love him. He's Matt's little friend, and he doesn't talk.
1: Do we ever find out, like, what that's about, really?
0: No, never. He doesn't talk, but Matt can understand what he's trying to say. So Matt kind of, like, speaks for him a lot. And it's funny because in this episode, like the parents are like talking to Lanny and he's not responding and they're like, he never says anything or we're going to get him to talk at some point. And of course, they never do. So hey, Lanny. Uh, But in this episode, they are, Matt and Lanny are going to try and set a world record and they're doing stuff like trying to be the heaviest weight and like Lanny is eating chips on top of a scale and they're like stacking teacups that fall down. They're running up and down stairs. In the end, like Matt and Lanny, kind of think about giving up, but Joe and Sam kind of sit them down and, and Joe's like, well, you know, you did set a record for failed attempts and uh, they're kind of making that up. But Sam and Joe are trying to encourage them, I guess, just to like feel better or whatever. But but yeah, that's what's going on with Matt and Lanny. So Lizzie and Miranda actually set a trend at their middle school, and they start dressing like they're in the 60s, and they, you know, they have their hair all bumped up, and Kate comes up to them and is like, hey, you guys are trendsetters, and we want to do a Rat Pack themed dance this month, and we want you guys to help. Okay, so Lizzie and Miranda are excited, but they need Gordo's help, because they really don't know anything about the 60s. Um... But, you know, Gordo, he's getting annoyed that people are liking what he likes. And he tells Lizzie, you know, he's actually no longer into the Rat Pack. He is now into World War II planes. And he's, like, making little plane models, I guess. So Lizzie starts to feel bad now because she thinks she's, like, ruined Gordo's hobby. And Gordo is not going to help them with the dance stuff. And so they kind of get in a little fight a little bit you know
1: this is kind of a side note where gordo talks about like reading his parents case files do you remember this yeah he does that in
0: a lot of the episodes
1: yeah which by the way is just like like so illegal and like unethical and i'm like it just makes me laugh every time he talks about that because i'm just like like that should not be a thing that ever happens but he's just like yeah it was in my parents case files
0: (laughs) and that's like why he's so you know smart or that's what they think you know yeah In our conclusion for this episode with Lizzie and Miranda and Gordo, the dance, Lizzie and Miranda make it work without his help, but they do feel bad about, you know, kind of ruining his hobby. And then Gordo actually shows up and he says that his plane got run over and he has kind of come to his senses a little bit. And he's like, I'm lucky enough to have friends who point out that I shouldn't give give up something just to be different and you know they say they're lucky to have a friend who's like a hardcore nonconformist who doesn't care about what people think and so then they dance together in their little 60s costumes and it's super cute
1: yes happy ending as always
0: by the way the episode was actually named after a Sinatra album come fly with me so fun fact in case you don't know your Sinatra all right Our next episode here is called Random Acts of Miranda. It premiered on June 8th, 2001. This is the episode where Miranda is in a school play and she's terrible at acting. And Lizzie reviews it for the school newspaper. And I love that Lizzie's like a little journalist in this episode because like I work in journalism and it's really cute.
1: I didn't even think about that, about how much you may appreciate that.
0: Yeah, well, I did. I did. And we learn at the beginning of the episode that she is on the school newspaper staff and she wants to cover the school play as her next assignment, the school play written by Mr. Escobar, of course. And Lizzie like loves journalism is what she says. Um, And then uh, she actually goes up to her journalism teacher to talk. About this, and the reason that I mention that is because her teacher, the journalism teacher, is actually Troy Rowland, who uh, ended up being Hillary's bodyguard, and he's also her acting coach. So, the super fans they're going to remember Troy, and we see him here as the, the teacher. So as it turns out, Miranda has auditioned for this play, and she gets the lead role. It's set in the 50s. It's called Greasier, which I was like, hmm, Grease, Greasier, okay. But it literally didn't seem like it had anything to do with Grease. So Lizzie's super excited now because Miranda's in the play. She's the lead, and she's going to write a review about it. But then she and Gordo go to watch a rehearsal, and they see that Miranda stinks, which is, you know, unfortunate. So there was a little guest appearance here. Well, maybe not a guest appearance, but Orlando Brown from That's a Raven is actually in this episode. And he is playing one of the characters who's in the play with Miranda.
1: Yeah, I noticed that when I watched it back. I was like, hmm, a very young Orlando Brown.
0: On opening night of the play, Lizzie actually gives Miranda a good luck charm. And it's um, Cindy Lou Moo, which I guess is a little stuffed cow. I don't remember Cindy Lou Moo being mentioned ever on this show. I mean, Mr. Snuggles, yes, but I don't know where this little cow came from. But anyway, that happened. Unfortunately, it was not very good luck because Miranda still like stunk up the stage. She had written her lines on her arm. She knocks over a set. And I was trying to think if I have any, you know, really embarrassing moments from being on stage. And definitely a few come to mind. But um, one show that I did, which was super hard, was Into the Woods. And I didn't write my lines on my arm or anything, but I did hide a script on stage for one song because I'm telling you, that show was so hard. So I guess I could relate a little bit to that. Okay. So Miranda was bad. And then Lizzie is, you know, faced she's faced with this decision. Does she lie and say that her friend, her best friend was good, or does she tell the truth and write a bad review? And Gordo tells her that, you know, oh, you gotta be a real journalist and tell the truth, which is kind of funny to me, because, like, journalists aren't necessarily, like, critics or review, you know, movie reviews. That's, like, a different thing, but anyway. But Lizzie, she writes a review and says that Miranda's performance came up short, and Miranda gets upset about it. And I loved how in this episode we actually see where... Animated Lizzie says something. She said, You're a lousy friend too, and a stink bad actress. And then real life Lizzie says it out loud. And I was like, That doesn't happen often because we usually see that animated Lizzie will say something, but then real life Lizzie won't say it. She'll say the exact opposite, but not here. Miranda gets mad, and then Gordo gives Miranda a video of the play. And, you know, he's like, You need to watch this and compare it to Lizzie's review, which Miranda does. Over on Matt's storyline for this episode, lanny is back and they are actually uh trying to get money to buy walkie talkies matt's parents have encouraged him to like get the money on his own you know and earn it and what they end up doing is selling everything in matt's room for like a garage sale or whatever and he's like giving up everything and his parents were like well we should stop teaching him lessons for a while because now they've got to buy back all his stuff As things start to wrap up in this episode, Lizzie's mom actually like is giving her advice about something. And she's like, if you love someone, you support them. And it was kind of relating to Lizzie's mom, like supporting her dad, like in softball or whatever. But Lizzie takes it as like, oh, I need to support Miranda. And she actually tells Miranda that she's going to run a retraction in the next paper and, you know, say that the play was good. But Miranda is kind of like, no, Your review was too nice. My acting is terrible. It's not my thing. And so I guess what we're getting at here is like, you should support your friends, but also tell them the truth. And I think maybe that's hard to do in middle school because, you know, you want your friends to like you. But I think as an adult, it's like, no, I want my friends to tell me things, you know?
1: And I just think also like who Lizzie is as a person like this is something while I've been watching these episodes back, like I relate to so much is that she's so like conflict avoidant and she just wants, I think everyone to like her, maybe not necessarily her brother or her parents, like her peers. Like she wants that acceptance from her peers, I think so bad. And she's so like conflict avoidant, right? Like, so we see that with like the internal dialogue saying one thing and then like what she says out loud is something completely different. I don't know. That's something that I think that I can identify with. It's just wanting to like wanting interactions to be as easy as possible with people.
0: Love that. Love what you just said. Okay. Um, At the very end of the episode, Miranda tries something different. She tries Glee Club. And Lizzie is actually very worried that she's not going to be able to sing. But Miranda, turns out she can sing. And she sings Reflection from Mulan. And she's good. So yeah, I liked it.
1: And then Lilane does
0: like she does have
1: a few like singles of her own, right? Like later on?
0: Yes, yes. And I think I think Lilane's song was called Not Your Girl. I could be mistaken, but I think that's what it's called. The last episode we're going to be talking about today, Erin, is called Lizzie's Nightmares. It premiered on June 22nd, 2001. And this is an episode where Matt ends up at Lizzie's school for a day. And it's truly Lizzie's nightmare. So... When this episode starts out, we get a three-way call, and Lizzie has been told by Gordo that Ethan Kraft wants to have lunch with her. I mean, oh my goodness, the most exciting thing ever. And it turns out, though, that Matt has played a prank on her, and he has put honey on her phone. So now she has a phone stuck to her hair, and her mom has to, like, help her get it out. She thinks her hair is ruined for the day. Matt gets grounded, and Lizzie's mom is, like, you know, threatening Matt and all this stuff. And she says something like, maybe you should just get out of here or something and she wasn't being like super mean it was more like you know kind of sarcastic but anyway it's important for the the plot of the episode so okay on his way to school, Matt thinks he has almost missed his bus, but he gets on the wrong bus with a bunch of older kids. And then he's just like, huh, whatever. And he stays on it. And he meets Ethan Kraft on the bus. And originally, Ethan's like kind of, you know, bullying him a little bit. But then he's like, you're kind of funny, kid. And they become friends. So Matt ends up going to Lizzie's school, as I said, for the episode. When Lizzie gets to school, there is buzz around campus, I guess, that... There's this new kid who is friends with Ethan, but Lizzie doesn't find out that it's Matt until she actually gets to lunch and she is about to go eat with Ethan. And all these kids are gathered around and it turns out that they are watching Matt dance on top of the lunch table. And uh, it's funny because he's like, and that's how Britney learned to dance, which, you know, Britney Spears. But then Lizzie sees Matt And they scream at each other and Lizzie like pulls him away and she realizes he's the new kid and like Kate walks by and she's like, oh, Matt, you're cool. But she knows that like that's Lizzie's little brother. Um, Lizzie goes to the principal's office. By the way, her principal is played by Phil Lewis from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Mr. Mosby. The principal actually calls Lizzie's parents and, you know, compliments Matt for being at their school, but uh, went to answering machine because... Sam, their dad, had been on the internet. And of course, you remember back in the day, dial up internet, you couldn't be on the phone and get on the internet at the same time. We also see Lizzie kind of confront Ethan about Matt. And it turns out Matt has told Ethan all these crazy things about Lizzie. So she just gets really fed up at this point and she sneaks back, or she says she sneaks back into the principal's office and, uh, you know, called her parents. And so then we see Matt get escorted out by police, which Again, very dramatic and over the top, but, you know, whatever. We're not going to question it, like I said.
1: Matt's imagination. Like, like what 10-year-old could come up with some of the things that he comes up with?
0: I don't know, but it's good. And he played all those middle schoolers, so.
1: Yeah, he for sure did.
0: So Matt gets grounded for, like, a month at this point, and Ethan calls Lizzie, and he asks her to uh, pick up a pizza for him and Matt when they're going to hang out, which I thought was kind of, like, really stupid, but Ethan is kind of dumb, so whatever. And the episode actually ends with uh, animated Lizzie saying she's going to get back at Matt. And so of course, there's more to come between them. But, but yeah, well, Erin, those are the five episodes that we were going to talk about today. Any other thoughts on those or any thoughts on like Lizzie McGuire overall and kind of what it meant to your childhood and that sort of thing?
1: I just think overall, this was a show that I like everybody can relate to, right? Like I think somewhere in the series there's probably some episode or some story about like all the issues that adolescents like are faced with and so I think that's probably just why everyone can relate to it and then it's just about like growing up learning who you are being yourself it's a really good message to send to kids
0: and it is time now for Quizzy McGuire, Erin, a trivia segment on the show. And we're going to ask each other some Hillary trivia. You want to hit me first? Sure. What you got? Well, this is
1: specifically a Lizzie, uh, Lizzie McGuire trivia question. Who was in the running to play Lizzie before Hillary Duff was cast?
0: Oh, that's good. You had Sarah Paxton, you had Holly Hirsch, and I think even Lindsay Lohan.
1: Oh really? Can you imagine Lindsay Lohan as Lizzie? No. Me either.
0: <laughs> but who do you have?
1: Sarah Paxton was who I had.
0: Okay, yeah. That's a good one. You're a trivia question, Erin, and I will give you multiple choice because this isn't something that like the average person is gonna know, maybe, and so I kinda almost feel bad. But anyway, it's not necessarily a Lizzie question, but um, okay. So when Hillary was a kid, she went to a summer camp, and one of her camp counselors was actually a former first daughter. And here are your options: A, Barbara Bush; B, Jenna Bush; or C, Chelsea Clinton.
1: Okay, so I'm just gonna use some uh, some other like contextual information that I know. Do I remember correctly that Hillary Duff is from Texas? Is she from Texas? Yes. Okay the Bushes are also from Texas right Uh uh-huh so was it it was Barbara or Jenna I'm gonna go with Jenna that was what I was going with
0: yes it was Jenna or I mean if Barbara was one of her camp counselors too I just don't think that that's been said on the record but yes for sure Jenna Bush has said this before and they've talked about it like when Hillary was on the Today Show with her so so yeah Jenna Bush well, Aaron, this has been super fun, and I'm so glad you joined me to talk about Lizzie McGuire. Me too. I've been super, I don't know, it's been nice to be a little
1: nostalgic and go back to one of my favorite TV shows from, from my childhood and watch some episodes from that. And I'll probably honestly keep watching some.
0: All right. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for being on Deaf Enough. And before I wrap things up today, I want to share another edition of From Team Duff with Love, the fan's love letters to our girl, H.D.
2: Hey, this is Sangeet from India. I'm a big fan of Hillary. Uh, and as with a lot of others, I became a fan from watching Lizzie, which I still think is one of the best shows Disney Channel has ever produced. And her music, oh my God. I mean, I don't have to go on about it. Everyone on this podcast must already know Come Clean is one of the best pop songs of that decade. No doubt about that. And both Dignity and Breathe in Peace are so underrated. And her movies, watching them makes me feel so good. The Lucy McGuire movie still remains my favorite. Like, I think I watch it, like, every few months. I just watched it last night and it's still, like, so fresh for me. So good. And I thoroughly enjoy watching Younger, it's such a good show, and I'm so glad it's received a lot of success. You know, a new season and all. I'm very excited for the Lizzie reboot. I'm so happy that the original cast is returning. I still got my fingers crossed for the lane, but I got a good feeling about that. All in all, I have really admired Hori since I was a kid. Now I'm almost 23, and looking back, I feel like she helped me a lot, like probably the most, in shaping up with who I have become as a person today. So I really want to thank her for that. You got my heart forever. Love you so much, Hilary.
0: And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff!